This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's our number three of the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a terrific day. I got a question for you on the truckwreck.com fan text. Come on. Is first down too predictable from the Cowboys at 877-881-1053, and how would you fix it? Before we get to this Cowboys discussion, I do have that Stephen Jones audio coming up on the other side. He he addressed a number of subjects yesterday with KNC, and it is it's pretty dang interesting audio. Um, but before we get there, look at this report from Jordan Schultz. The Cardinals plan to try and trade all-pro wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins this offseason. He has two years and $34 million left on his contract and is likely seeking a new deal. Owner Michael Bidwell plans to express this to GM candidates. So it's one of the things that the the candidates are getting wind of and they're leaking it to the media. There's no way you can bring in DeAndre Hopkins, although one NFL team will, and it'll be a huge boost to their offense. Is there no way? I don't think so. Not with having to pay C.D. Lamb and just paying Michael Gallup. I, I, I no no this this team has always just paid one wide receiver. Two years left on the deal, you technically don't have to pay another CD player for that, another two years. Another player that does his own contracts, by the way. If you wanted to do a big go for a year, uh, uh, you know, you know? Uh, five years and one hundred and fifty million dollars. <laughs> I mean, there's a number of reasons I don't think the Cowboys would ever do a DeAndre Hopkins contract. It's exciting though. I mean, I'm not really about to go get the receiver all the time guy because the Cowboys have done it quite a bit. It did work with Amari and then they ended up trading him for nothing and that wasn't a big move. But DeAndre Hopkins is an absolute stud. Every time he's on the field, that guy produces. He's yeah. a dude that's worth going to get. And he's a he's a guy you could throw those YOLO Noah Brown balls to and he, he would secure almost every one of them. He'd be like, got it. And he doesn't seem it. like a selfish player. Like he plays well with others. He's not going to make a stink in the locker the room. Yeah, he's the man. The question you have to ask yourself is there's and Zach, you and I are, are through like seventy players. Yeah, is our twenty seventh player on our board better than DeAndre Hopkins? Uh, no, the answer would be probably no. not today, but in two, three years, and when you but, when you think about the value to the cost, it, I mean, I'd probably rather have my twenty seventh pick. In fairness, there are DeAndre Hopkins or Tyler Smith. Um. I mean, if you're talking about on Sunday going into Tampa, I could just trade right now Tyler Smith for DeAndre Hopkins. I would not do that. Yeah, I mean, you're probably going to want your your tackle of the future. So I I see what you're and there are a lot of really good. I'm we, just we've saying seen a that, lot that, of good receivers. That's the 27th pick. I mean, that's a that's a major go for type of move. And if I could get him for 27, and I'm thinking, guys, this is part of a a massive year, then I would I would consider it. Um, but it would it's so far away from the Cowboys' mo that I just I don't think it's that realistic. Well, they did trade a first round pick for Amari Cooper. Yes, but they didn't have CD Lamb at that point. 
and they didn't have money tied up in Michael Gallup. That's a good point, GFR. The one, the one thing that though they've they've done is they've shown a willingness to use assets for a wide receiver. For sure. But at this point, I don't know that that's the smartest thing it's in the probably world. probably corner so bad. And I can talk myself out of it because there's so many good receivers in this draft. Nice. And, and we've said that for years and we'll continue to say that for years. And that's why I'm not spending big capital financially and asset-wise on that unless I'm desperate at the position. But this, right now, I'm not. This isn't a ton of big capital to go, though. This is just a two-year deal. It's pretty affordable. I don't well, know I'm not if he's going to keep playing. What, what's it going to cost to get yeah, him? Yeah. Your first-round pick's right, big capital. Right, that could be. That, but, but yeah, it depends on what it is. And he's heading for holdout. You know, that's why. They, they don't want to trade him because they're like – we don't like the contract. We don't like the player. It's because he and his agent are saying, "Hey, it's sure. uh, we're, hey, we're, 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 playing, we're playing about fifty percent value right now." Okay, he and yeah. he he and, and himself yeah. are are making it clear. Okay, Cowboys called design run plays fifty eight percent of the time, which tied the Niners for the highest percentage among your playoff teams. Uh, the Niners obviously do it quite well, and you have not. Dallas is now ranking, uh, averaging 4.1 yards off those first down runs. How are they this bad on first down? Okay. That is 11th out of the 14th playoff teams. So this team that was running incredibly well through about the first 10 weeks is now one of the worst, especially on first down. They are then 13th out of 14 when it comes to passing yards per play on first and 10. They are at 6.1 yards per passing play at least, but amongst the playoff teams, second to last. So, you know, they're struggling on first down a lot. I guess I could live with more of a 50-50 split. Like, I, that would be the answer to me. Like, let's just make it 50-50. We're getting more on the pass. I think we're doing enough providing deception of running, but considering how bad the running game has been i i you know i think right now you hope for a low scoring game but once it gets out of control you can't keep running you're going to have to end up passing this ball a lot and hoping the aggression pays off but i don't know what the solution is and what the explanation is on how a team that is so good across the board in season wide analytics and counting numbers they're like they're pretty dang bad on first down now. Chia, follow. Do you do you find any wisdom or answers in what you're looking at over there? Well, uh, their first down and all their rushing has been bad since Steele went out. I mean, what you're finding a lot when it comes to the rushing attack, and we've talked about it, but the numbers show it as well. You are a much better uh, rushing attack offensively when Terrence Steele was healthy, and since he has not been, uh, you're talking about well over a yard per carry less. You went from almost five yards a carry to just over three yards per carry on all downs running the football with Terrence Steele to without him. And then on first down, you went from slightly over four and a half yards per carry to now three yards per carry. So you, you weren't all season, you weren't a terrible running team on first down. Uh, no, it was but good. now you and you were you were a fine running team on first down and you you ran on first down. Almost more than anybody, I think there's only four teams in the sport that ran more on early downs than the Cowboys this year. The problem is, over the last four weeks, without Terrence Steele, you're doing it at a terrible, terrible clip, and you're still going back to the well. I mean, on on Sunday versus Washington, you averaged a yard and a half on first down. Yeah. you it, it, Like, that's, that's killing you. It, it absolutely is, and I don't know if there's any way to coach around it. You know, this, this is this is 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 pretty horrible, though, and it almost creates this scenario where the entry to Anthony Brown and Terrence Steele is deep sixing this season. 
It's giving up way too many big plays, and it's totally uh, kicked the legs out from your running game. Yeah, it is. It 100% is. So, uh, I mean, you, you can always ask your coaching staff to uh, to do more from a creativity standpoint to help your players, but to some extent you need the players to play well. And yeah. clearly Tyron Smith on that right side has not been anywhere close to what you would want from him, and he certainly hasn't been anywhere close to what Terrence Steele was well, doing I, for I, I think you saw Sunday that creativity when you're not executing blocks just makes you look stupid. Um, well, and when I say creativity, it's not like, oh, let's throw the ball back and reverse it and, and fart it one way and burp it the other. It's just, <laughs> it's um, it's setting your guys up for success. And if you go ask Kyle Shanahan or you go ask Mike McDaniel or Sean McSex, they do all these little things that are almost, they're unnoticeable to the naked eye. <laughs> it's not, oh, we're going trying to pull rabbit out of heads here. It's just there are certain things that these smart football guys understand, positioning, leverage. This guy's in motion for a reason because it's going to do something to the defense that's going to help my guys. So when I'm Kyle Shanahan and Trent Williams isn't here, I can still stay afloat. I'm not going to collapse. But when you're Kellen Moore and Terrence Steele leaves, you do collapse. It's eye And candy. that's the difference. It's eye candy to slow up a linebacker. Some so of it is. Some a, of it's there's a little, after There's the a little bit of hesitation, absolutely. And, you know, th- there is some of it where, as we've talked about, it's going to take Tyron Smith and Zach Martin a little bit of time to get on the same page on that right side. Well, now you're running out of time. Now you're in a win-and-go-home situation. It's going to help getting Tyler Biotish back and you get everybody back together where they need to be. But certainly you can say, yes, the running game was struggling prior to that as well. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, as soon Kel- as Steel went out. Kellen Moore... Um, definitely needs to do a little bit something here to help remedy this. But you also need to make to, to execute better along that offensive front. And, no and, doubt. And credit to Dan Morse of D Magazine because he does point out that uh, when you're talking about the the poor rushing attack offensively since, since Steele left, you are talking about playing Jags, Eagles, Titans, Commanders, all those teams outside Top of nine. Philadelphia. Top six in expected points added mm-hmm. on a per carry basis. Um, and so you are playing, and then now you're going to go play uh, the Bucks, who were twelve, who were twelfth in expected points added per carry, twenty third in yards per carry allowed. So you should be running into a slightly easier run defense than what you've seen. Uh, and in the Philadelphia but, Eagles, you ran the, the ball, I think, decently well. Not not great well, by Dak, any means, but it wasn't Dak like helped that. Dak, Dak certainly helped that for sure. And that's something you need to incorporate more on Sunday or Monday yeah. night. Yeah, Please, they're, Dak. They're getting back Vita Vea. That's why they haven't been good inside. How running. much has Vita Vea been out this year? I know he didn't play on Sunday, but I thought that was just a, oh, hey, no, you're going to be. Has he no, been out for no, a while? I think yeah, he's, he's been, been out a while. Okay, yeah. well, then that's going to, that, that changes things for sure. It's going to be back to a Buccaneer front that is going to be very difficult. Well, how to healthy move. is Vita Vea? He was going to get cleared last week. And then he's been on doing with, Friday, they decided for him to not play. Yeah, he's been dealing with a calf injury, is the problem that he's been running into. So, yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, this year. He has played. He's missed. Uh, let's see. He's missed four games. Is what he has. Okay. So and uh, yeah, it, 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 he and Akeem Hicks are pretty important players for their front. Oh, absolutely. And they've yeah. kind of taken turns missing a bunch of games, but they're anticipating they're going to get both of them back. So it's hard to say. Jerry did say this morning though that that Tyron Smith can go and have a great game. And I think that's one thing that you have to consider. Like, here's a Hall of Famer. He's getting ready for the playoffs. It could be his last game with the Cowboys, but he's old, and he's been breaking down. 
you know, when, when Jerry said that, I, I thought, man, what would that look like if Tyron Smith goes out there and, and plays a great game? Brian, do you think that's possible based on the film that you've been watching here in, in what, his three games at right tackle? He's not, he hasn't been good. Yeah. He hasn't been good. I think we're starting to see the end of Tyron Smith. And the, the problem that, that that's the problem with him is that, you know, the switch over, it's been tough on him because he hasn't he hasn't played with that quickness that we normally see with him. The run blocking stuff, the sustain has been a problem. His footwork has been a problem. It playing on that, I, I just kind of felt like you plug him in on that right side and you'd be fine. It it has been a psychological struggle for him. And as it's been a struggle, he's also struggled with his technique. But you could say that about you could say it about the center, you could say it about the left guard, you could say about the left tackle. They when they when they're not when they're struggling to run the ball. They just do not get any push, and they don't get any sustain. And and it's making the backs not have to make – the backs can't make any cuts because there's nowhere to cut for them. You're, right. six, you're six yards of play passing the ball. That ain't great on first down, but it's much better than three yards of carry right now on first down is what you're getting. Kellen yep. Moore is going to have to pivot here a little bit and 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 throw the ball more on first down because yeah sometimes Dak can bail you out on a lot of third and nines and he's been doing that the last few weeks outside of Washington but that's what you set yourself up for is a lot of third and nines when you're running the ball like you did in Washington a yard and a half at a time on first down yeah it's gonna kill you it, it absolutely is and and right now I, you know I, I think what all of this last two years has meant to me is the Cowboys are uniquely vulnerable to good defensive lines you know, it, it can take them from league-leading offense to bad. And usually, good offenses against great defenses go, okay, you're going to take 15% off of our fastball today. We're going to have to counter you, and it's going to slow us down a little bit. We're going to still find the end zone and play efficient football. A good, strong front against the Cowboys turns them into the Jets uh, with Zach Wilson at quarterback. It, it's... You know, uh, and, and it's it's now to a point where the defense isn't playing well enough to keep you in these games in the fourth quarter like they were with Cooper Rush. So that's what I'm expecting as we move forward into this playoffs and desperately in search of a get right game to to make me, you know, come back around to, to any sort of positivity. Here's Stephen Jones. And I have a question for you guys. How much of a threat is the playing surface to the Cowboys chances? Jason Garrett weighed in on this. I believe the Cowboys are one and four on real grass. You're going to Tampa where there's real grass. Here's Stephen Jones. You know, I, you know, there's all schools of thought. And uh, at the end of the day, you play the game where it's scheduled to be played. And we've got to go out and play our best football uh, to win a football game. And uh, I don't think the guys let it get into their head uh, as to whether it's on grass or turf. Uh, uh, I just think you, you suit them up, you put on your cleats, and you go play football. Is there anything to it in your history, Brian? I think he's a. I think he's wrong about this because to me, when you start to talk about if a team has some speed and you're playing on grass, because we were talking about it on the post game show, that when we used to time guys on forty yard dashes for our numbers, we would we would we would take away a, a point eight off their forty time because of the slowness of the grass. Yeah. So yeah. if you're a team that plays point with eight, road, yeah, point eight. Wow. Yeah. No, there's something to this. Steven Ruiz wrote about this in The Ringer, and he had an article about, you know, a key to every matchup in the wild card weekend. And one of the keys he put for Cowboys-Bucks is, can the Bucks' pass protection hold up for more than two seconds? 
because Brady gets the ball out at an average rate of 2.3 seconds. And he also wrote about how the Cowboys won in four on grass. Well, when you look at those five games on grass, how many sacks does Micah Parsons have? One and a half. Yeah. And Demarcus Lawrence, just one sack on in those five games on grass. So clearly, it is affecting the Cowboys' pass rush, and the Cowboys' best pass rushers are not getting the sack totals on grass. Maybe you want to practice on real grass? They do. Yeah, yeah, they, that they, outs, they, on it. They, they, they've been, yeah, when I'm out at the, the star, they they have been practicing on the grass, on, on the far, that far field. I, I mean, think. it is a remarkably different surface when you factor in the shoes and how they grip to that modern turf, you know. But if they're getting the practice at it, yeah. it you know, for a long time they said your smaller, speedy, change of direction guys are going to thrive on the turf and not have as much of an advantage on the grass. Do you think that's just what we're looking at? A guy like C.D. Lamb, I mean, that's a cut master right there and and maybe it's a little bit less on the grass so you will go to tampa and then to philadelphia where they have a, a combination it's some sort of weird grass turf it's yeah. like grass that's it's reinforced by turf is it's that what sewn it is in. yeah the, the turf and, is and then obviously in. san francisco would be grass i mean as there's well. clearly something to it but it doesn't feel like a good excuse does it it's I mean, not a good fast excuse, guys though. all over the place yeah. playing on grass both I mean, teams are dealing with it tyree kills known for being fast he played in kansas city mm-hmm. it could just be small sample size you know there was a year where the cowboys were eight no on the road and four and four at home I think that was 2014, and it's like you tell me you're worse at home. Sometimes weird things just happen. Well, they won, it happened yeah. this year. They were eight and one at home and four and four on the road because they played the extra game at home this year. All righty, we got to run, nation. When we come back, it's time for Woolchuck's top ten at 4:20. Bully, where are we headed? Well, Brian, get excited! It's National Oysters Rockefeller Day. I got How the most popular that? seafood dishes. What's your favorite seafood dish plus Kirby Smart's pregame speech to Georgia? You got to hear it to believe it. Next on The Fan. Welcome back, nation. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Yes, sir. It's time now for Woolchuck's Top 10 of 420 segments brought to you by Soda, State of the Art, and the Frankels. If you are hurt in an accident and it's not your fault, call the Frankels. Or go to truckwreck.com. That's truckwreck.com. Here he is, Woolchuck. Every Wooly Bully segment is brought to you by Soda State of the Art Weight Loss. Are you kidding me? Hell yes. Look at those cheekbones. Look at these bones. The Wolchucks are known for their cheekbones. 
Shave. Barber Saul. Shave cream. How did the uh, family react, by the way, when they saw your face for the first time in over a decade? My yesterday? dad has been asking me to shave for quite a while now. Oh, is he like, he's a Yankees fan, isn't he? Yeah. He just he respects is. the Take way they go drag about it. and say, I told you. My mother was upset. Genuinely, huh? It's usually the opposite. Dad doesn't care, and mom wants to see that baby face. My my mom just wants me to be happy, and she knew that I was bummed. Oh, okay. My sister made fun of me. Well, that's because you shoved poop in her face all yeah, those years ago. I expect it from her. I love her dearly. She's the best, but she made fun of me. My dad was like, oh, it looks good. You should keep it like that all the time. I don't know. I don't know why he's anti-beard, but he's anti-beard. Like, he's always getting on to me for it. Well, that 5 o'clock shadow for Wolchuk, it, it, it's really working. I don't know, man. A lot it of the old generation bro. thinks beard looks lazy or dirty. Maybe. Maybe yeah. that's what it is. Unkempt. But I, I try to keep mine pretty clean. All right. It's we'll, sharp. We'll yeah. slide into... Except uh, for on a TD Tuesday. Yeah, well, we'll get to those TDs coming up at 6 o'clock. Trayvon Diggs got caught in it, by the way. We'll get to that later. Oh, perfect. We will uh, slide into this top 10 of the most popular seafood dishes here in just a moment on National Oysters Rockefeller Day. But if you missed this, guys, the Kirby Smart pregame speech has uh, been leaked to the public. Now, there's some controversy. Is that why I saw you practicing running through brick walls earlier? Yeah, yeah, literally. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Bully versus the brick. Some people are saying this wasn't the Kirby Smart pregame speech versus TCU last night. This could have been something from earlier this year. I don't know. I mean, I've seen several sources say this could have been from last night. Pardon my take, tweeted this out. I will give them full credit, but here's Kirby Smart. Hopefully we got this. Uh, I mean, I, I trust... Earlier, Peyton Russell, if we're using that version or if Lucius went ahead and did it himself, I trust Lucius immensely. A lot of bleeps. But there's a lot of bleeping going on here. Kirby, take it away, Coach. Your ass is prepared for this shit for 365 days. I think about the in that locker room. Think about getting our opportunity. All the shit you went through this week to get ready for this game, now is when you pay the price. You go out there with energy, enthusiasm. Hey, now, ain't nobody in this room should be cautious. Ain't nobody in this room should be nervous about shit. Say mission accomplished. I want to be eating chicken nuggets in the fourth quarter. Let's go. Well, they sure were, baby. <laughs> what an ass whooping it was. He says, "I don't want you to think about bleep. I just want you to go out there and just dominate." Man, that was good, man. That was that was good. Yeah, he got after it. You huh? think he, do you think you watched Al Pacino any given Sunday about thirty minutes? Before you got to claw was... with your fingernails for that inch. Tell my wife that all the time. Uh, now, Dawson, is well, this is this the type of pregame speeches you give on a on a soccer Saturday? No, you know, I was sitting there and I was wondering when can I start swearing? Okay, a couple of the young ladies have decided it's time already. Okay, really? and a number of the dads don't mind letting off a good old f bomb or two as the as we're practicing like twenty feet away. So there's plenty of vulgarities flying. 
I just wonder if there's a formal line that I can't cross when it comes to being their coach. Mm. I think okay. it's all about how you go about it, you know. If, if you're talking in generalities, we need to bleep them up or whatever. I but think that's when good. When you start cursing at the kid ass, is probably yeah. when the, when the okay. line gets drawn, right? Okay, I'm going to run that by them in a in a, in a team email. And I you probably you need to get greenlit for that. Scale it down from Kirby Smart where yeah. it's every other word. Dude, if I could just get 30% of that. You know, I feel, I feel like the motivational speeches would really go up a Even notch. Twenty five. I mean, hell, that pretty yeah. impressive Shoot. right there. I mean, who are we kidding? Two words would do the trick. Shoot, yeah, boy. <laughs> All right, uh, I do want to slide this in, Zach Wilson. I do love that Walchuk's developed now another limited fake into his long <laughs> list of limited fakes that he's able to pull off, and it is now the Gavin Dawson. It warms my heart though every time Gavin does it. I yeah. love I love anytime Gavin says shoot yeah boy that just it's my favorite. You just feel like everything's going well for him in that moment that day he is in a good place. Yeah. Everything is good. It's, yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, Zach Wilson we know was benched and uh, you know his his head coach has basically said bleep you we're done with you go read a book, but he's still living in a world of denial. He has uh, been quoted as saying. Bleep. That if a team signs a veteran quarterback this offseason, Zach Wilson's response to that is he is going to vow to make that dude's life hell. <laughs> this is Zach Wilson or Russell Wilson? He, Zach Wilson, he, quote, I'm going to make that dude's life Owen hell Wilson. in practice every wow. day, end quote. Uh, the, he just doesn't have a way with words. That's, that's, uh, that is for sure. And when he's, when he's at a place where he's trying to like his Q rating in the locker room is extremely low. And I think we all get what he's saying. Like I'm going to be competing my balls off kind of deal, but it, it, he just, he doesn't have, he doesn't have a, a way with words. There's quite a bit of Baker Mayfield oh, in no. there. I feel where it's like, I'm trying to say the right thing, but I put my foot in my mouth. Yeah, and at least Baker came out of the gates as a rookie and and played like a half season worth of solid football. You sure, know? he did. That was a good run. And Zach Wilson, I don't know if he's played a half second of solid football since being a Jack. <laughs> he's been bad. That dude stinks. All right, he went inches at a time offensively during a game. Literally, Steve Mariucci walked him, and that's how much he <laughs> he took Al Pacino too literally when yeah. he said crawl. Uh, or claw <laughs> with did. your fingernails for that end. And I apologize what I said leading into my segue of Zach Wilson as the 940 and 806 have texted in. What'd you say? You want to save that? You can. I'm not going to repeat it because it gives you more time to save it. I do. Oh, you said. Uh, okay. I, well, I hope Zach Wilson was consenting to what you were wanting to do to him right there. Well, <laughs> I'm not a hot mom, but. I don't know, maybe he, he does have an honor code to live by. <laughs> That's true. All right, let's do it. It's the top 10 at 429. It is National Oyster Rockefeller Day. Now, for those that don't know, Brian, uh, Oysters Rockefeller is? Oysters Rockefeller is generally, it's oysters with some type of a topping on it, usually done with spinach and cheese. And then you can put a little horseradish sauce on it as well. That version of the oyster is second to the Rocky Mountain Oyster, correct? Uh, no, actually, this would be the first one. Okay, close second, Rocky Mountain oysters. I would not. I, I would not say that. Personally. I would say go for the oysters, Bienville oysters, Rockefeller oyster. Yeah, there's there's ways you can make oysters. Charbroiled oysters are really good. I was watching a video last night about it. Uh, that how you do that, you could cook it on a green egg and stuff. But yeah, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of different ways that you can prepare oysters other than just plain just. Shucking them, putting them on a cracker, horseradish, cocktail sauce, and consuming them that way. Love it. I prefer to shuck and jive them. Shuck and jive them. It's a good restaurant right there off 75 in in Richardson, Mm -hmm. the shuck Mm -hmm. and jive. Yeah. Uh, 
Starting the Pimp Cup, L.A., your favorite seafood dish? Uh, crab legs. Oh, that butter, bro. Yeah. All the butter in the Simple world. Simple yet satisfying. I'm like knuckle deep in that butter when I'm dipping that stuff. Oh, it's so good. I, yeah, is, I, it, is it the oysters Rockefeller for you, Brian? No, I mean, I, it's probably what? Crawfish? There's a lot. I mean, yeah, I love crawfish. I mean, any I because just because my background in Louisiana, it had so many different ways with shrimp and crawfish and you know the oysters and things like that. I mean, I think you could get super creative with some things and make it. It was funny to listen to Bobby talk about lobster mac and cheese the other day and had how miserable he was eating that, and I, I couldn't believe that. But yeah, I, I think the mine. I think the crab legs are really, really good. Snow crab legs, you know, are outstanding. So, but I, I would probably have to go with some type of dish that you use crawfish, a, a dip or etouffee or some type of a meal. Is there a fried oyster? Yes, there is. Okay, yeah. fried I oyster. I want to try that. Fried oyster pool boys. There really, we go. Really good. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Uh, See, because oysters seem like something I could like. You know, I do like some shellfish, but it's just the presentation when they're sitting there looking all boogery. You know, yeah. that I, I can't get past the look. But if yeah. you fried them, maybe I could get into it like that and then yeah. come back around I think for the, you would for like the them. I think you would like them if, like how he's talking about with Rockefeller or, but well, you don't do like spinach, right? Yeah, not really. Okay, well, there's a way you <laughs> can do really. it. There's a way you could do it with just the cheese. You could do it with hot sauce, you know, and make them. Cheese sounds nice. Yeah, a little cheese with spinach is, isn't bad. Okay, yeah, uh, good. It would be like, you, might, okay. you might dig okay. the Rockefeller. Gavin, yeah. if, like, when you go to a steakhouse and they have like this cream spinach on the side, yeah, that would be kind of like what you would have on the on the oyster itself. So. I don't hate that. I don't hate that yeah. uh, particular thing. But yeah, I, I do like you know a good uh, tackle box from Popeyes. Yeah, we know. We, we've determined you know, that. Some, yeah. uh, so what, what is that? The, uh, the the coconut shrimp that you'll get yeah. as an appetizer. Oh, coconut yeah. shrimp, oh. yeah, with yeah. the panko and all that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. What about a uh, sushi? Love sushi. You love sushi. And that I, might, I mean, hey, you might have just won that. I might I might have that as my number one. Number 10 is tuna tartare. Tuna, tuna tar- I'm, I'm, I'm a tuna guy, man. Yeah, tuna tartare is good if you can, and what you need to do is if you can put it on pita chips. Ooh. You know, if you take it, yeah, and places I, I get my fish from, Rex's Seafood over off Northwest Highway, they have an excellent tuna tartare that it is super fresh. And it just when you and you put it on those pita chips and it just works out really. You eat really the tar good. out of it, don't you? Eat the tar out of it. <laughs> I heard it had too much mercury, so I'm out. Yeah, I was. I learned today about mercury and, and like my mercury. More of a Saturn guy. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. Number my, nine is fish tacos. Maybe yes, my please. maybe my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Halibut. That yeah. spot you took us to in Oxnard. Yeah. Was that, it in Oxnard uh, or was it just yeah. outside technically? Oh, it was. Exactly. It was outside. It was actually in Ventura. Oh yeah. Spencer McKenzie. Spencer McKenzie. That yeah. place was. Awesome. Gosh. Yeah. Shout out to Spence and them boys. Number eight, ceviche. Yes, bro. Which we also had in Ventura. That's a cold, yeah, cold uh, salad. The yes, way it, very yeah. good. Dude, yeah. ceviche is dominant. Number seven is paella. That's a Spanish dish. That It takes a lot to it. I could do, I'm not a big fan of octopus as part of that. What? I think it's just octopus. I don't think... Octopus. O- octopuses? I, yeah, I think octopuses is not the Octopi. right way. To, octopi, maybe. That might be what it is. Yeah. There you go. Well, I think it's it's responsible. <laughs> you're, not a, you're not a fan of the octopus. I'm not. I'm not. And that's part of that. The rubber, it's rubbery. It's the yeah, ox it, it's, that's it's, got it's, you, right? Yeah, it's, the, it's that kind of rubbery band kind of a thing, and I, I don't like the texture of it. Ooh, that makes me think of calamari. Talk to me nice about the calamari, mm. Wolchuk. That's fried rubber bands. We will get that everywhere we With go. With a little Eric bit of seasoning. Any, anytime Eric and I go on our dates, we will always order the calamari. Yeah. 
From time to time, we'll feed each other. Absolutely. Number six is the shrimp cocktail. Actually, if you go to St. Elmo's there in uh, Indianapolis, it's one of the famous steak places. It's got the horseradish sauce. It's excellent. Oh, it really, really is. Love a shrimp cocktail. Here's the top five of the most popular seafood dishes, according to Restaurant Clips on National Oyster Rockefeller Day. Number five is a fish fry. Yeah, kind of a fun thing they did. We did it in Green Bay up there, and, and it's like, yeah, you just you have a big pot, and you have the boiling, you know, the grease, and bread it, and throw it right in there. Good to go. Number four, clam chowder. Mm. Awesome. If you can taste a little sand, you know it's real. Put it in a bread bowl. Even better. Oh. Number three is indeed Oysters Rockefeller. There you go. Must be the goat of the oysters. I, and I'm just it's being a, educated it, on this. If you, I, I if, don't know much about the oysters. If you've never, if oysters. More of a bearded clam if, guy? Yeah. If oysters aren't appealing to your eye like Gavin was talking about, that way with the Rockefeller is the way to go. Yeah. Okay. Number two, which is probably my number one, is crab cakes. Crab cakes oh, are excellent. Oh, the crab cakes. You, you need to see them. Paid cakes. an extra 20 bucks at a, one time at a game in Baltimore. We're going through the line. They were giving us one crab cake. And I looked at the lady. I go, can I have a second one? She goes, no, you're only allowed to have one. I reached in my pocket and gave her a $20 bill and said, give me a second crab cake. She grabbed the money, put the crab cake on, and I moved down the line. Was it nice worth it? Work, it's absolutely worth it. Oh, yeah. man. I had a game. This is a Ravens game? It was a Ravens game, yeah. They're doing they're doing crab cakes in the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Are you kidding yeah. me? Ooh. That's got to be bucket list for you, we bro. we got to go next year. Cowboys, Ravens. I don't think we played that. We there. need to hit that. Dang it. There's crabs everywhere in, in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah there Maryland is. Crabs. There is. Look. Number one, though, the most popular seafood dish is Chipino. You had that when you were in, uh, when we went to. I wore it. Yeah, you wore it a little bit, but it's worth it. It was absolutely delicious. If fish, you haven't tried Chipino, I, I highly recommend it. Fish stew is really what it is. Yeah. yeah it's a very, very, very spicy broth, no. spicy broth very, to it. Yeah, very spicy. And just filled stew. with a bunch of good, like, mussels, shrimp. Yeah. Clams, uh, some fish was in there. Absolutely, really good stuff. Yeah. A little Italian, yeah. It, was, it is yeah, very, it's very good. Very filling. Chapino. Thank you, uh, Wolchuk. <laughs> there he is. The top ten at four twenty every afternoon here on one hundred five three. The fan. Sobering piece of news on this Cowboys matchup. I want to tell you about this. Get your thoughts on it coming up next in the G-Bag Nation. Welcome back. It is the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Something quite disturbing right before airtime. Zach Wolchuk positioned himself right in front of Eric Chiafalo. Kind of like Ace Ventura. What the hell was that? In Tone Loke's office back in the day. And and ripped a fart right at him, Brian. Uh, You know, I think some people might consider that a farting offense. Yeah, uh, uh, and a fighting offense. Yeah, it's very offensive. That was aggra- it was as aggressive as the uh, the house peer G bag of the day champion that, that was. we do. That was he was like bleep you. Uh, I don't care that I'm farting I, on I, you in your house in your it body. Was, it was all out of love. I think oh if, if you guys God. were in prison right there, I think he would have just owned you unless unless you shank him. I think that's how that works. Oh, right I do there. have to return serve in yes. some way. Oh, and dude. From a yeah. prison standpoint, I have to fight him immediately, don't I? I have I, no I doubt you'll are. get me back. We'd yeah. go eye for an eye on that one, and in that Hammurabi's case, yeah, and end up with. Pink eye. <laughs> now that's how you get pink eye. Okay, <laughs> that was unbelievable. That, that smell. That was perhaps. I don't, I don't want to find out if it smells. Well, I didn't go beef the shirt. I didn't go beef beyond today. What'd you do? I've never seen Chicken. that, Brian. Did you witness that? Did you see that? Basically, and that I heard smell. it. I was, I was, yeah. uh, you know, I was trying to get off that the was couch. Unsettling. Wow. Yeah, I heard we need to get sound. an instant replay if we can on the fan cam at some point. I don't know if that's possible, Carter, but that was that was very uncivilized. Did you yeah. see that out there on the webcam? Yeah, maybe maybe somebody can screenshot that for us because I think they turned the webcam on right before the music starts. I tried to get it off the cam, but we'll okay. see if it's on the cam. I, 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 now, I, this guy don't lie. Speaking of news, I hate to deliver. 
Um, I hate to deliver this next piece of news, and if, if I could somehow deny the existence of these facts, I would. This is Tampa matchup news you can use. Now, I do this to protect your gambling interests, and I do this to protect your expectations because we posted a poll yesterday, and, and for some reason, 52% of you do believe that Cowboys are going to beat Tampa. And, hey, I'm not here to rain on your parade. I, I'm just here to provide you the necessary facts to form your own opinion at 877-881-1053. Do you hate me for this, this piece of information? You know, it's been a tough year for Tampa. And what's the number one reason it's been tough is probably the injuries. Yeah. Um, been a lot of them. The two, maybe the two most impactful injuries have been Vita Vea and Akeem Hicks, at least when it comes to their prospects of winning. When one of those guys misses a game, this is your your nose tackle in a 3-4 and the right defensive end is, is Hicks' job. So he's doing a lot of defensive tackle type of wrestling in there, but he also is a decent pass rusher. When one of those two misses the game, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers record this year is 2-8. and eight. Ooh. When both of them play, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers record is 6-1. and one. Okay. Okay, so when they are able to play with their strength, which is a really good defensive line, they have been the team yeah. um, that, you know, has, has beaten you twice in the last two years. It's been a really good playoff uh, type of contender. Vea, depending on how you read it, was heading in the direction of playing this time last week. Then they got to Friday and decided they were going to sit a bunch of guys, and Vea made the we're going to sit as well. I I don't know. Maybe he could have played. Maybe they decided he needed an extra week of rest to recover, Um, but he was heading towards being cleared earlier. I don't know. Is he extra healthy now? Is he maybe rusty? Um, You know, but but six and one at home, you know, those aren't just the kinds of things that when you look at, and now you add to that, you know, that's just one side of the line of scrimmage. Their left tackle and their right tackle are getting healthy at the same time. Okay. The only player I think they're missing, other than Gronk and Antonio Brown, you know, but they have the two stand-up line. I think Shaq Barrett is the only real impact yeah. player from this contending 2022 version of the Buccaneers that they are still missing. Did you? Mean, I'm sorry. I'm still just completely baffled at what Waltrick did to me. Did you mention <laughs> the center <laughs> Jensen? Yes. Now, that's your hope, is that Jensen can't play. And is it Hainsley, the backup guy? He pulled a hammy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he pulled Robert a hammy. Hansy. So, there's a little bit of hope in 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 there for you. I mean, I, but I do think Tampa could make some serious noise. I don't just think this is the Cowboys about to lose an embarrassing playoff game to a team under 500. I think Philadelphia could very well be next because of what this version of Tampa is. I I do impressive it's for me it's just it's the Brady factor and that's really interesting what you say about those two I was not aware of the on-off splits for those two guys and what it does uh for the for the win-loss column uh for me it's just the the fear of Brady um and especially in this particular case Brady at home as a dog just seems like an absolute recipe for disaster um but there is and I'll find it I have it somewhere in here some 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 chicken soup for the Cowboys soul in Please regards do. to uh, the Buccaneers. So I'll find that here in a second. I mean, they've really just been they've just been struggling, man, as a as a team. So it would be and look, maybe that is because they haven't had. So Vita the Cowboys Vea. when they lost uh, Brown and Steele, right? But imagine I mean, at, actual like all pro level players. Yeah, going but out. at the same time, like don't like yes, they played badly against Washington, right? 
but offensively, it's not like they've been just been laying up stinkers. They put up 40 points against Philadelphia. They had all of their starters, and that's still been one of the better defenses in the entire NFL. They've yeah, got, anything can happen if you get four turnovers. Yeah. You know. Okay, yeah, right. But defensively, they, they got the turnovers. So last week was the one week they didn't get a turnover. Okay, can they get turnovers against Tampa Bay? But the bottom line is Dak That's played really, really well yeah. against Philadelphia and shredded their secondary, a secondary that hadn't been shredded. So it's like you can pick and choose for like arguments that want to fit whatever you want to go and whatever narrative you want to go with here. But the Cowboys have played good offensive football over the last month of the season. Washington was just a disastrous game. If they come out and play like that, they're going to get smacked. There's no doubt about it. But Tampa has had to come back pretty much the majority of the season in these wins, and they've been struggling to beat Carolina, New Orleans, Atlanta, the rest of the NFC South. Bucks have not been very, very good. They've been a shell of that team that has won the Super Bowl, which is why, realistically, if the Cowboys show up and play their game, they should be a better team than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No question. The Cowboys at their best are better than this Bucks team at, at theirs. Tampa, since Week 9, ranks 20th in offensive efficiency, tied for 25th in points allowed per game. The only teams they defeated in that stretch, Seahawks on a neutral field, the Broken Rams, the Crappy Saints, the Terrible Cardinals, and the Panthers. Uh, right. And the best three teams the Bucks have played this season, Niners, Chiefs, Bengals, beat them by a combined 49 points. Right. So th- there is some chicken soup here. Yeah. The Bucks have been bad, but getting these two guys back, Brady in the playoffs at home, yeah. Brady is Cowboys, scary. Cowboys with no no run game, needing the turnovers desperately offen- or defensively because they're in third and a million uh, offensively now for the last month, even in games where they are scoring a and bunch of points. struggling to run it's, the football. Hey, we need our quarterback and our passing game to bail us out in third and long. Can he do that against this this Bucks team on the road? I'm not banking on it. Okay, I like that. That's some good positive news as we continue to process everything that's happened in this segment, in, including a Woolchuck. Really? He ripped one. He ripped yeah. one right over Chiafalo's left shoulder as this segment was getting underway. How about this reason to believe? Stephen Jones, does Tampa's inability to run and Tom's stationary way of playing favor you guys in this matchup here, Stephen Jones? Well, you don't want to take anything for granted. Uh, anytime you're playing playoff football, everybody picks it up a notch. Uh, you're playing one of the greatest quarterbacks, to, probably the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Uh, certainly is uh, hardware uh, uh, has skins on the walls to prove it. Uh, you know, he's going to be a challenge. They're going to be a challenge. Uh, we're going to have to play our best football if we want to go beat Tampa in Tampa. Yeah, not the best answer for the chicken soup, but I thought the premise was outstanding. And we saw against Houston and a number of other teams, if the quarterback can just run a little bit, and escape your pass rush, it throws a lot of stuff off with this Cowboys offense when you get a quarterback throwing on the run. Tom ain't going to do that. No. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the beautiful thing about this this Tampa offense right now. They don't have a mobile quarterback. Uh, granted, it, their quarterback is Tom Brady. Uh, but they, they also don't have much of a rushing attack. And throughout the season, for the most part, you've seen in spurts that it's big play Brady to Mike Evans, big play Brady to Mike Evans. But for the most part, they're one of the worst teams in the sport offensively when it comes to creating explosive plays, which has been an Achilles heel for this Cowboys defense as of late. So there are things to be positive about. For me, it just all goes back to I know now you're capable of complete ineptitude offensively and you're going to Brady's house. He's a dog and it's the playoffs. So for me, I that's where it ends up for me, why I have the Bucks end up winning the game. 
All right, where are you at with it, Wolchuk? You're still leaning Cowboys? Are you leaning Cowboys? Well, yesterday he was leaning Bucks, yesterday but as we inch closer Bucks. to Friday and then Monday at about 4 o'clock, he's going to be crotch first Cowboy confidence, game day thong and all. You know I'm I, you know I'm hoping the, the Cowboys can pull out this victory. They, they should win this game. They, they should beat the Bucks. They're, they should be a better, for the majority of the season, the entire sample that we have here, they're a better football team than Tampa Bay. It just it just feels like trying to convince ourselves that they were going to beat the 49ers last year. You know, that that's what the energy says to me. And I, I don't think the Tampa team that's been represented in the season is the one that's showing up Monday night. But you could be very right on that. And look, getting Vita Vea back is huge. I mean, he is a massive difference maker. We have national title fallout. Stories from an unfortunate night in Los Angeles and where the pro goes from here. We'll do a college football super segment with you next in the nation. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.